Hi, welcome to the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Griffin. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and executive coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups. And today I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies and actionable steps to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence, and develop your career well-being. Ready? Let's do it. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jill Griffin. All right, this week, I want to talk about something that I am seeing. I know that I have suffered from it at times, but when you have an unmanaged mind or you're not paying close attention to what's running around in your head, you can easily fall into what I call a case of the yeah buts. So according to psychologist and author Carol Dweck, our mindset shapes whether or not we believe we can learn, change, or grow. And the way you think not only affects the way you feel, but it can also affect what you achieve. Whether you stick to new habits or beliefs, whether you develop new skills, And because I'm a super curious student of people and behavior, I like to understand all the sneaky ways that limiting beliefs show up. We are often cruising along, believing we're in a good space, thinking positively, things are going well, and then slowly and subtly, negative thoughts worm their way in. And we believe these thoughts to be facts. Yeah, that can show up in different situations, but it's basically fear that you rationalize with your, you got it. Yeah, but it's the equalizer, the justifier. Let me prepare myself now. Let me almost have pre-traumatic stress now because I'm going to prepare myself and everyone else for the disappointment or something that's not going to happen. And yeah, but stem from irrational fear that you've masked with a sense of assuredness, a sense of certainty, right? Irrational fears are fears that are they cannot be proved. They're not necessarily agree upon, right? The, an irrational fear is like, I'm never going to get promoted. That's an irrational fear. There's no proof of that. You keep thinking it. You keep feeling that disappointment. You keep acting that way. Guess what? You've now made your irrational fear true. A rational fear are things like, well, for me, a rational fear would be death or getting hurt or falling again, right? That's an irrational fear. So rational versus irrational fears. This can be that someone has an edge over you or that you think the course has been set. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it always happens, right? It's, it's that waiting for the other shoe to drop. It can also be seen as non-commitment. Here are ways that it shows up. So these are most likely all thoughts in your head, but once in a while, if we're not watching ourselves and managing our minds, they can definitely slip past the lips. Someone says to you, oh, I heard you got an interview this week. That's awesome. You think, yeah, but I've been on so many interviews at this point, so I don't know why this is going to be any different because I'm never the finalist. Someone says, hey, I heard you were tapped to lead the new account. That's awesome. Your thought says, yeah, but... I don't really know what I'm doing. And if you say that internally, okay, that's bad. If you say that externally, I want to talk to you for a second about self-deprecating humor. My second episode of this podcast is around self-deprecating humor, when it's useful and when it's actually hurting you. 
it can be useful if it's true to your personality to crack a joke like that when you're you're making you're poking fun at yourself at something that's outside of the core competency of what you've been hired for right so if you're hired to lead finance then making a joke around that you don't know how to work with numbers or pivot tables is not the kind of self-deprecating humor you want to be doing because that then impacts your trust. People are then going like, who's in charge and why should we believe this person, right? Where you could use self-deprecating humor is around you know, some of maybe your quirks, your personality traits, or you lack patience, right? So self-deprecating humor, again, can be used in a way that's really, really impactful, and it can build trust. It can create um, alignment and connection. It can also make you look like a really vulnerable leader in a good way, right? That's Brene Brown level of uh, vulnerability. But again, when you're doing it in your core competency, that is a big no-no. Okay, back to our schedule program. Someone might say to you, hey, did you hear we made the faint, the final round of the new business pitch? And your thoughts skew towards, yeah, but this client, I bet you, yeah, but this client is going to be a nightmare. Someone says, hey, did you hear the Alexis got promoted? That's awesome. You think, yeah, but her book of business is super easy compared to what I have to call on and I'm never going to get promoted. Someone says, hey, you're joining us tonight? And you say, yeah, but I I, got to see if I can get this finished first. And then I'd also say pretty much anything that the media reports on. There's a, um, if you've ever watched local TV news, you see it, right? Where the headline is some sort of doomsday headline about some local issue that's really not that big of a deal. Um, You know, a good thing happens and then the headline is like, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. And you know, again, it's an it's an idea that that they that we can't ever take the win. The yeah buts are sneaky. We don't always see it, which is why working with a coach or a mentor is super helpful in helping you catch where you have a fixed or a closed based mindset. And whether yeah buts happen because of doubt, comparison, non commitment, defensiveness, not being coachable or imposter syndrome or fraud complex, this all really stems from fear. When your yeah but is a comparison, it's usually fear that someone is better than you, so you do it as a form of leveling, right? I have this, but they have that. If it's non-commitment, it's a half agreement. You don't want to be held accountable for something else better might come along. And that's fear that you may not like the experience or fear that you're not Um, convinced that the experience is going to be worth your time, it almost brings up memories of like that bad high school boyfriend or high school girlfriend where they could never commit to plans too far in advance in case something better comes along. Another way is justification. Yeah, but they're doing it, right? This deflects responsibility. It's not being accountable. It's kind of childlike behavior, a little bit entitled. And we see this very often in the both both sides-ism that we see today in our culture. Another way is doubt, that your fear that you're not good enough or you're going to be found out. There could be a defensiveness that is around self-protection, um, protecting you against shaming other people's opinions or failure. You are afraid of what someone else might think about you. And look, in a workplace environment, fearful people don't necessarily act scared the way we think they would. Fear can show up as anger, defensiveness, and the more casual, yeah, but fear means that you're normal and that you're wired for survival. 
Fear falls into the two camps of rational and irrational fear. So let me tell you a little story. Recently, I, um, I, you know, took on a really big corporate assignment, very excited about it. And I work with individuals one-on-one because I love to help leaders at all levels. And it also helps me understand the nuances of the office. I work with teams in the office because it helps me improve their dynamics. And it gives me an opportunity to revolutionize the workplace, productivity, and also improve people's career well-being. It's all a personal mission of mine. So one day this coach came up to me and said, Hey, tell me what's new and good. And it happened to be the exact same day that I signed this contract. So I shared that this opportunity was happening and that I was really excited about it. And her first response response without even skipping a beat was, yeah, but you're going to have to do so much work. It's probably not going to be easy or worth it. You're going to hate this. So do you see how the yeah, but shows up? It's almost like I'm not in her brain, but it's almost like, is she trying to protect me? Does she think I should be doing something different with my time? Is she thinking, oh gosh, what does that mean for me? If Jill's taking on this type of assignment, where's my share? Where's, right? It's a scarcity thinking. And again, I'm not in her head, nor do I care to be. I'm just saying these are the ways that it shows up. And you know what? It's like, people are messy. And while I will always gravitate towards people supporting others as the people that I want in my inner circle, I was really able to separate her words from myself. It was almost like I had on those Wonder Woman cuffs where I was like, bing, bing, right? I was able to like, okay, that's about you. I was able to tap into empathy because we've all had the moment where we feel we're not advancing. We feel time is running out. We feel we're not where we should be. We feel that we should have had more. And that irrational fear can be really crippling. So are your yeah, buts rational and factual? Or are they based on your thoughts and the story you're telling yourself and you believe your thoughts? Without your mind, there is no fear. Let that sink in. So this is not the time to judge yourself because your fear is going to get worse and your yeah buts are going to grow because you resisted them. You wanted to bury them. You didn't want to know about them. You didn't want to investigate them. You just pushed them under the rug. Evolutionary biology is still running the show and it's going to be running the show for at least our level of evolution. The brain is trying to keep you safe. Just notice where your yeah buts come from. Ask yourself, what is it that I'm avoiding? What is it about this particular situation that it's making me super uncomfortable? And then what are you making that news or the information? What are you making it mean? If you get to the root of your yeah, but you can get back into a growth mindset, into a positive and open mindset much faster. And then when you're there, you'll be able to see what's possible for you. All right, my friends, as always, let me know what you're thinking. You can send me an email at hello at jillgriffincoaching.com. And I appreciate you. And I appreciate you being here each week. So thank you so much. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Career Refresh Podcast. If you're enjoying this and you want more information, go to my website, jillgriffincoaching.com. There you can find information on how to work with me one-on-one or my group programs, or even bring me into your workplace. I'll put the link to my website in the show notes. But hey, listen, before you go, do me a favor, rate and review this podcast because it definitely helps me get the word out to people everywhere so that they can also thrive in the workplace. All right, friends, I appreciate you. I'll see you soon.